Hello and welcome to Building Brand You, the show where we help you to accelerate your success, getting you more clients, more revenue, more business and more opportunities by unlocking your greatest asset, you. My name is Kim Hainer. I'm an international business coach, a recognized global expert on leadership and visibility, and I designed this podcast for you to help you unlock what you already have and to give you a whole host of tools and techniques that you can implement in order to accelerate your success and build your own brand you. We also publish exclusive material, offers and behind the scenes content in our Building Brand You Facebook group. And if you'd like to find out more about our Building Brand You coaching programs, you can book a free 20 minute call with me where we'll explore where you are and whether Building Brand You coaching is the right fit for you. You'll find both of those links, as well as many others, in the show notes. So let's unlock this episode and lift the lid on what's next in Building Brand You. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this feature-length episode of Building Brand You. Today, I am absolutely thrilled to welcome Jen Godet. Jen is a serial entrepreneur, investor, a TV show host, international speaker, and an international best-selling author. And she is on a personal mission to impact one million entrepreneurs. And how does she plan to do this? by helping them to reclaim their time and energy while maximizing their impact and their profit by becoming the CEO of their businesses and their lives. On her TV show, Jen brings insightful discussions about the truth behind the business through high-impact guests sharing the valuable lessons learned and shortening the path to success for other small business owners to maximize her positive impact in our world. I hope you enjoy my conversation with the wonderful Jen Godet. Jen, hi, how are you today? Fantastic. It's exciting to be able to speak with you again. I know. I, I always feel like um, even though we haven't known each other all that long, every time we speak, there's always so many opportunities and so much for us to talk about. So I am absolutely thrilled that you have agreed to come on Building Brand You and share yourself with my listeners. So thanks. Absolutely. I'm super excited to share whatever it is that I can add value to your people. Brilliant. Okay. So the way I like to start, and my regular listeners will know this, is uh, when I have a guest on, I like to pass the mic over to you and ask you to share with us who you are. So without any further ado, why don't you kick off and tell us about Jen Godet? Who is she? What's she about? That's a fantastic question. And I can tell you all the boring things that I own multiple businesses, that I'm an investor and a television show host and all the things. But I think I'd rather say that I am a recovering perfectionist, uh, <laughs> a business athlete and a boundaries queen. And so if you're listening and you're like, what? That's a whole lot of random words strung together. Um, I am a, I was an athlete in my younger days and I'm, ex I was an extreme perfectionist. And what did that mean? That meant I had a real fierce inner critic and I beat myself up. I may have had a brilliant performance on the 
soccer pitch or in whatever I'm doing, if I'm speaking, I may do an amazing job. And after the fact, when I get done, all that's going on in my head is you should have said this. You should have done that. You could have, you could have passed the ball here. You didn't do this well. So all the negative is what would go in my head. Cause I didn't have a perfect showing, whether it was in athletics and business or what have you. Um, and so recovering means that I've learned that in order to get to the next level in my life and have a level of happiness and satisfaction and fulfillment, I have to have grace with myself first. Um, so recovering perfectionist is I'm now allowing myself to not be perfect, <laughs> to just go out and show up and whatever comes out, come up. And I'm going to tell you a secret. Like there was a television show and we do broadcast TV. So it's live and it's live on, on multi-format radio and everything as well. I forgot my name. I literally forgot my name. And so, you know, we introduce ourselves as a host and rather, this is a huge win for me, rather than beat myself up because in the studio, they were like waving at me and, and giving me the cut if I wanted to not continue. And I just kept going. So on live television, forgot my name, made a joke of it and just kept rolling. That's how far the recovering perfectionist has come because I can tell you five years ago, I would have made them stop and edited that whole, that whole scenario. We would have started over. So recovering perfectionist. <laughs> oh, I love that. And um, I so relate to that. You know, I was sort of this, this high achiever at school, high, you know, there, there was nothing, every, everything had to be everything or nothing. And, you know, it was always about striving. I was always okay with improvement, but if I didn't feel I'd done my absolute, absolute best and produced my best, yes, it would be days of pulling myself apart. And you're absolutely right. I love that, that, um, that phrase, you've got to have grace with yourself. You've got to um, think about your achievements rather than your perfection. You know, I look back at, you know, three and a half years as an entrepreneur and I would never have guessed I would be sitting here, standing here, doing the things I do, succeeding the way I am. But it's been a whole series of really small steps. And what I'm really proud of is the achievement rather than it's perfect because it's not. It's entirely messy. And I think anybody who's an entrepreneur probably needs to get over that perfectionism. Would you agree? <laughs> oh, oh, yes. And, you know, the other thing that I, I truly believe is we need to share that we're not perfect because, you know, something that's really common is that I call it the IG life right? Mm. We put only our successes and you see this with people, they'll snap 156 photos and only put the very best one up because they look exactly how they want to look. Um, and I think not enough of us share the vulnerable stuff. We don't share our mistakes and the snafus and all the things. And we don't share that. Hey, listen, I struggle with these same issues. I have imposter syndrome. Sometimes I'm on television and I've spoken on stages of over 25,000 people. And I'm like, what, what am I doing up here? <laughs> Who's going to listen know? to me? Yeah. I mean, like, like there's so many other, and, and I think those things too, there's so many other people other than me that have so much to offer the world, but the reality is I'm the one who took action. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> that's, and the difference. that's absolutely true. And speaking of action, you talked about yourself. Did you say you were a business athlete? I am a business. And athlete. what does that mean? What does that mean, Jen? <laughs> so I was in sports medicine for 20 years and I worked with professional collegiate and Olympic athletes for a living. And when you are an elite athlete, it's not just your physical training, 
it's not just the fuel that you eat in your body. It's what's behind between the ears. It's setting boundaries, which is a huge topic for me. Um, it's, it's a whole lot of things that go into it. Your efficiency, your effectiveness, it's working smarter, not harder because your body will break down when business is the same. We have to approach ourselves in business. If we're entrepreneurs or if we're entrepreneurs and we want to go into business, we have to be an athlete about it. We have to have an athlete's mindset. We have to be open to coaching and really growth oriented. We have to be able to be very coachable and understand that we don't know everything. And there's people who have an objective perspective of us. We also have to fuel our body, move our body, manage our stress and be the ultimate human being. Because otherwise we don't have the focus we need to make the right decision at the first time. And we don't have speed of implementation and speed of implementation, creative problem solving and quick decision-making are the distinguishing factors between extremely successful entrepreneurs and the ones who don't quite cut it. Um, so I think that I am a business athlete because I've taken everything from my prior career and my athletic career and everything else. And I've melded it and merged it into what I do as a coach and strategist. I work with my entrepreneurs to reclaim time and energy by becoming the CEO of their business and life. They becoming business athletes, the human mm -hmm. side of it mixed with the business side. So that's why I'd say business athlete. And I'm always stretching those business muscles. I practice business. I mentally rehearse business, just like athletes practice before the game. And they mentally rehearse their success before the game. I apply all of those things to business. And it's, I think that's a huge key to success. Yeah, I agree with you. And I love what you, you said there also about making quick decisions. Um, because I have a view, look, there, there are some life decisions that can be irreversible, but nothing, not much is going to be irreversible. And I think making a quick decision and getting in action is far better than deliberating and thinking and waiting for things to happen because out of every decision we make and every action we take, we learn something. If we're not performing at our best or we didn't get the result we thought we might've get, then we've learned a lesson and we can make another decision and just sort of trim the sails and, and go off in the course we need to. So um, Tom Peters has this expression um, and he says, whoever tries the most stuff wins. And it's a, it's a lovely way of saying, you know what, you can deliberate about this forever, but actually standing on the sidelines is not gonna teach you anything and it's not gonna build any muscle. So part of that muscle, I think, and particularly as an athlete is recovering as well. So there's the performance side and then there's the, um, have I injured myself? Have I not done as well as I thought I would? How do I recover? And how do I bounce back? How do I develop that resilience? Because, you know, professional athletes, I expect, um, get injured quite a lot and have to manage that, you know, that they don't just fall off, you know, training and all of that sort of thing. How do they be resilient? So, it, you know, I imagine a lot of those lessons are similar um, when you're coaching business entrepreneurs. Absolutely. And it also goes back to that recovering perfectionist, right? Because a lot of entrepreneurs fail because they're afraid to fail. Hmm. You have to fail. Athletes have to fail. How many times do we repeat the same thing and we tweak and we tweak and we tweak to get it right? Hmm. It's the same way in business. I actually believe we learn more from our failures than we do our successes. But if we make that quick decision and it's not working and we're able to make the next decision and to keep going, it may not be a straight line, but we're going to maneuver and it's going to get to where we want to be as long as we stay focused on our goal, our mission, vision, and purpose. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, and the other thing you talked about, um, and we've, we've talked about this quite a lot off air as well, is being a boundaries queen. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about, you know, where that comes from. You mentioned it when you were, you know, talking about um, the um, athletic background you have and all that sort of thing. So how come you are the boundaries queen? Yeah, so it's because at one point in time I was not. Um, okay. and- <laughs> You were failing. (laughs) I failed miserably at this. And I'll tell you, so, um, and this is in my book, actually. It's a story that I tell a couple of stories um, about not boundaries. And I lived a life where I was really good at living for everybody other than myself. And I think that a lot of people can, um, can kind of relate to this. And what happened was the first set, the first thing was my first marriage, I, was not, um, it did not end well. It ended in a domestic violence incident. And I had to set an immediate hard boundary because I had a three-year-old. And so I didn't want what happened to me to happen to my daughter, obviously. And so I learned how to set hard boundaries against other people in that instance. And I'm very hard-headed. I'm very hard-headed. I'm very stubborn. Like it's probably why I'm so successful as well, because I'm not like, if I want something, I'm going to go after, I'm going to get it. Um, And if I look back before that incident, for three years, there was little things that clued into what ultimately culminated into a physical event. Um, And I was not happy. And had I set a boundary sooner, I I maybe could have avoided that. But it took that hard slap in the face for me because I'm stubborn and I knew I was going to make this work um, to say, oh, okay, yeah, no, this isn't going to work. So that was my first experience in life with that. And then fast forward um, to literally 2016. So fast forward many, many years. My daughter is now out of high school, living on her own independent at this point in time. And I was in sports medicine. I had a very successful career. And on the outside looking in, everybody, I was everybody's life goals. You know, like um, everybody in my peer group would say, wow, you have all the things. You work with all the coolest people. You have all this success. I want to be you. But inside, I was... I would be crying. I kid you not. I would be crying at 2 a.m. when my husband was asleep in my closet in a dark room because I had nothing left to give. I had chronic pain everywhere because I didn't take the time to take care of myself. Um, My health wasn't amazing. And um, ultimately, we went on a, a vacation, my husband and I, and We traveled to this amazing private um, island. I was not fulfilled in my marriage because I wasn't showing up, right? And we got got to this island. It was going to be our reconnection. And he asked me for a divorce. And that was a gut check because it came out of left field. I had no idea. And it wasn't because we didn't love each other. It was because I didn't have time for him. I had devoted my entire life to my career, to raising my daughter, to doing everything for everybody except myself. And I wasn't happy. And thus I wasn't able to show up as the wife that, that I should have shown up. And of course I had the resentment because I felt like it wasn't reciprocated. Right. And so I got a coach and that coach helped me to learn how to set boundaries. And I started doing a lot of research and I started learning and I, I started to set healthy boundaries and fill my cup first. And as a result, I'm very happy. Fast forward. We're um, not to date the time, but we're in 2022. My marriage is better than it has ever been from a communication standpoint, from a boundary standpoint. I have an international bestselling book on boundaries. It hit in one hour in 32 countries, became an international bestseller in 2019. Why? Because 
it's a challenge that many people face because we give to others and societally um, we are raised to do that, to give to others, but we can't give what we don't have. We can't pour from an empty cup. So I literally changed my entire life. I, I retired sports medicine and I shifted to coaching. And when I shifted to coaching, that was my topic. I spoke in five continents and many, many countries on that topic. And I specifically worked with healthcare providers um, and professionals at first, because they tend to have a lot of compassion fatigue and, and issues with, um, with burnout. And it was, it was something that we did. Um, but I've broadened that and it applies literally to every human being. And then what I also learned is when I set boundaries, my daughter learned how to set boundaries right? And the people around me, when I set boundaries, they don't like it at first. Mm. But when, when I would set the boundary and say, you know what, I really would like to do this. Um, however, I can't show up fully present and you wouldn't get the best of me. So let's do this instead. Or I added another value to it. It's, it's really the way you say no. Um, there's a way to say no to build a relationship. All of a sudden, other people were giving themselves permissions to set boundaries too. And so that kind of became the cornerstone of my, my life work um, in 2017, because it was my story. So that's why I'm the boundaries queen self-professed maybe, but a lot of people have addressed me as <laughs> that's such. All right. I'll, I'll anoint you. Boundaries. A lot of people I've been anointed by, by clients because yeah. like it's life changing when you're able to do that. So yeah. that's, yeah. that's why the boundaries queen. I love it. I love it. It's, it's really um, interesting, um, to, to hear you talk about boundaries, because I think over this, you know, as you said, we're in 2022, we've just come out of two years of like global pandemic and living on top of each other. And, you know, all of a sudden we had to kind of think about how we were going to survive, if not thrive, when all of the traditional boundaries disappeared. Um, so I, I think, you know, space for me is always a big thing. I'm, I'm, many people laugh, but I am actually quite introverted and I get my energy from being on my own. So I might be out talking to people, but I know when I've had enough and I make sure I honour that. And, you know, now I'll say to people, kind of go, I'm kind of done. I think I'm going to go now. And people are fine <laughs> with it. And, you know, you make a bit of a joke of it. I say, you know, I'm, I'm a bit peopled out. I think I need to go and be by myself. And people are fine about it. But you, I think there's something really healthy about when you set your own boundaries, it's about being able to articulate them in a way that, you know, potentially is not offensive or, you know, it's about kind of going, you know what, I'm going to just sneak away and you know, absent myself from all of this peopling. And, and I think it's so powerful, so powerful. And um, as an entrepreneur, the, you know, I think that's a big challenge uh, for a lot of people um, when they're entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs, as, as you said. Um, what do you think... Um, uh, are some of the, 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 the most important boundaries for you that you set when you came from sports medicine into coaching and, and sort of started to create some new boundaries for yourself? Mm, that's a really good question. For me, uh, the first one was I'm a, I'm a workaholic because I love to serve people. And I knew that I was really passionate about coaching. Like I've always been a coach. Let's be real. I was in sports medicine. You have to coach them all day long. You're coaching them between the ears as well as physically um, in sports medicine. Um, and so I knew 
to be true about me that I love to serve people. It brings me great pleasure to watch the transformation and to facilitate or be a part of someone else's success. That's just defines me as a human being. Um, and so I think the first boundary that I set when I first started my coaching practice was I had to say, okay, this is what I can do without it, it becoming, um, overwhelming and, and eking me out. So I set literally non-negotiables in my calendar. Um, and I'll tell you a funny story about that in a moment, but I set times for when I had to exercise. I set times for my meal prep. I set times for my date night with my husband. I set times for when I was going to work. Cause at this point in time, my daughter was out when I was going to have family time. And I literally put those into my calendar and my me time and the things that I need as a human being, I scheduled that in and built my business around it. Now, did this mean that I did like four hour work days? No. Any entrepreneur who tells you that you can go from zero to six or seven figures in, in a year to 18 months and that you can work a four hour day, they're lying to you because it's not true if you don't have a brand. Um, so did I still work a lot? Yes, I worked sometimes 12, 16 hour days in the beginning, but I put in my movement. I do CEO walks. I put in all the things. But the funny story I was going to share with you is. Um, I even had to schedule my meals because I would get so in, into coaching my clients, I would forget to eat, right? So I scheduled it in. And in December of um, last, last Christmas season, um, <laughs> my calendar uh, repeats timed out. <laughs> All of a sudden, I no longer had lunch breaks. And I didn't even realize it. it took me three weeks to realize, wait, I don't understand why I don't have the energy. It's because I was taking breaks to eat my lunch because my calendar had timed out. Yeah. <laughs> so the so long story short, even the boundaries queen does have challenges and does have her little things to do in order to make sure that it gets done. So when I told my clients that they're like, how can we forget lunch? And I'm like, cause it wasn't in my calendar. I literally have to abide by my calendar or, yeah. or I don't. Yeah. You know, and I know that to be true about myself because I'm so into what I do. I'm very passionate about it. So yeah, yeah that's my funny story. Make sure you calendar your meal times. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, I've been going through this whole period um, uh, of uh, the start of the year. I've actually changed my whole um, eating style, exercise, the whole thing, reset my metabolism lost all this weight, all that sort of thing. And a lot of it is around eating three times a day in line with your circadian rhythm. So when they told me I had to have dinner between 5 and 7 p.m., I went, what? That's like, <laughs> that's like grandma time. But, but it's interesting, you know, that's where I went. And now, like, it's just, it's just the thing I do. But I do schedule it in. The other thing is, is because my um, people can make appointments in my diary. So if I don't schedule time out, People can schedule in that time. So if I don't schedule that half an hour for lunch, then um, someone might come in and book an appointment with me or something like that. So that's also a way, it's not just a way of setting boundaries with yourself. It's also a way of setting boundaries for others. And even though they don't know that you're just having lunch or, you know, <laughs> you're doing a, 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 you know, your body weight circuit or something like that. So um I, I was laughing because I do exactly the same thing. Um, my, calen my calendar is, my God, if it's not my calendar. I said to somebody, if it's not my calendar or on my weekly plan, it doesn't exist. And they looked at me and I said, no, seriously. I emptied my head and there's nothing left and I won't remember. So 
that's the that's just the way I work but true story I schedule my grandbaby time I'm a grandma now so I can't I can't believe that (laughs) that I just think that's amazing I mean I know this is an audio listeners but she does not look old enough to be a grandma (laughs) grandma I'm very proud of my sparkles that's what I call my grades my sparkles oh lovely yes I've got I've got some um silver fox going on you know (laughs) um well speaking of um I think you were talking about um your love of serving people and you know we've talked a bit about the the boundaries and the things you've had to put in place but you know that, that passion for serving people um you know, is still written all over you when you speak about it. And there is this thing about how many people can I really serve? How far can I get out there? And how many people can I make a difference to? And one of the things that says on your LinkedIn profile, uh, if anybody's looking, is that you are a TV show host. So I wanted to really explore that um, in a little bit more detail. I mean, we met because uh, late last year, and then we first worked together because I came on um, your TV show. I, I've also um, done something else with you. And I think a lot of people think about, oh, what would it be like to have a TV show? What, you know, what would that be like? What does it do? So I'd love to explore a little bit about, um, you know, uh, Odyssey Now TV and, and kind of how you got in to um, TV and being a TV show host. So start your story wherever you like. It's probably very accidental or something like most of these things are, right? It completely was. So long story short, I worked with celebrities for a living in sports medicine, right? Mm. I did not have an appreciation for celebrity at all. And um, I realized when I started speaking on stages, that was like, it was more of an educational and a teaching. And it was an impact. And I looked at it differently. And about three years ago, uh, I was approached by TV and I had done like interviews on TV and um, I'd done a lot of TV spots where people interviewed me or they had me on for a segment. I did like the health segment or the mental health segment and different segments um, on local and national and uh, news and whatnot. And so I, I, I told them no when they approached me about book, having a show and doing a solid content hour every single week. I said, oh, oh no, that's not for me. I don't want, I don't want people to know. Like after I, I published my book and it went pretty viral when I, when, when I went international in 32 countries, it was all over social media. I couldn't go to a restaurant without people wanting to come talk to me locally. Um, um, so I did not like that experience and I'm a very private person, believe it or not, like I'm an open book, but when it comes to my personal life, I'm very private and I don't want the whole world to see that. If you look at my social media, you'll next to never see me post anything personal because I am very private and I respect the privacy of the people around me. Um, and so I said, no, I don't want to be on TV there. No way, no how. I don't even watch TV. Why would I want to be on TV? I don't watch it. Like I've never watched TV. That's not some, something that makes up who I am. Um, but something happened, um, in pandemic and that's that I realized that I missed being on stages because when you are speaking on stages and you're one to many, you impact a lot of lives, a lot of lives. And I had a personal mission last year is when I started. Um, so I started the show in 2021, beginning of in January, when I was looking at my goals, I was, I was realizing because of pandemic, there were no events, there were no stages. And my goal was to impact 1 million lives. And the only way I was going to do that 
was I had to get more visible. So when they, when now media asked me again, yet again, will you please have, have a content on my television show? I looked at it and went, well, I'm not traveling. I used to travel all the time. I'm not traveling. I'm not speaking on stages. Yes, I will do this. And the reason I said yes is because they were looking to bring content. They wanted quality English speaking content. It's a bilingual channel, English and Spanish. They wanted quality English content in business that could help serve people who otherwise don't have that, which is in alignment with who I am. I I'm believe in access. So Odyssey Now TV is like a Netflix for coaching, for personal coaching. And it's a very, very low cost. It's like less than a cup of Starbucks coffee if you go into Starbucks coffee per month, you know, to have access to quality health coaching, life coaching, relationship coaching, business coaching, like, and that access to me is important. I believe every man, woman, and child on earth has a right to, or to have access to things that are going to allow them to grow, learn, and choose to take the action to better their lives. I, I just, it's a part of my human makeup. So, um, I said, yes. And I didn't know what I was getting into <laughs> because it's not like a podcast. It's not like a zoom. <laughs> It's a whole production. (laughs) (laughs) Take us a little bit behind the scenes. I mean, I think we all want to know what goes on, really. (laughs) Yeah. So first things first, I was educated that I didn't know how to put makeup on properly because I used the dewy look to look younger. Of course, we all do once we're women of certain age. (laughs) And guess what? That works on Zoom and that works on like video cams, but that doesn't work when you have all the lighting that is associated with a television studio. So when you go into a television studio, it's lights and they're hot. Uh So then you're like, oh, I'm sweating. So I need to put powder on. Like, I'm not a powder girl. Like I had to completely learn more about makeup. I had to learn more about hair. I had to learn more about like things that I never, I was in sports medicine. I was a ponytail and a yoga pants girl. (laughs) for 20 years. So I had to learn all kinds of things that I didn't know about the physical appearance. And then things, clothes that look really good on you when you're walking around, do not look good on camera. Mm. You have to learn different ways of dressing. Like you have to style, like there's a whole lot that goes into, into um, the physical side of it, right? So that you have that appearance, but then the work behind vetting quality guests, reaching out to quality guests, How do you reach out to people when you want to work with somebody that's extremely successful and you don't know them? How do you get them on your show so that you can offer that quality of content? What content do I want? What is the message that I want to convey? Like I had to come up with all of these things. It's a, it's a huge production. And so when I started, I started with, I called it CEO Mondays with Jen. And I wanted it to be a round table. Like my vision was a round table conversation with entrepreneurs at different levels. I wanted a kind of a startup somebody who was kind of mid-level having a good amount of success, but wasn't quite to the exit. And somebody who was truly like maybe a multipreneur, hundred million dollar business um, or greater. So that we got three different perspectives and three different industries to ask them the questions about what's the truth behind the business, right? Um, So that was my vision. And I had no idea. I just thought it was going to happen (laughs) because I knew a lot of people and I knew a lot of successful people, but I was new in TV and I didn't have the followers or the viewers or the ratings or any of the things that they look at when they choose because they set boundaries. Um, I didn't have any of the things they look at when they choose a television interview. And it wasn't about me. And like, and, and if you're listening to this and you're in business, 
Rejection is a part of what you do. People say no to you a whole lot. You get 99 no's for every yes. And they all come before your yes, by the way. So I had a really challenging time finding quality people for the show at first because I was new to tell, I wasn't new to business. I've done business with, I've invested with these people and I have great relationships with them, but none of them wanted to come on because I was brand new in television. So long story short, I worked it, I worked it, I worked it. And I had to start interviewing people who weren't at that level and vetting through the process, right? Um, and I learned very quickly a couple of things. I learned number one, you can't have an attorney, a CPA, and an engineer all in front of you in one TV <laughs> show because it's the most boring. Doesn't matter how amazing they are, it's the most boring show. It's like that is the worst show I've ever done. <laughs> um, like just a caveat: apologies to all the, the CPAs, the engineers, you know, the, not the wonderful people. Yeah. But I can't put I can't put three people who are exceptionally analytical. Yeah. On the same television show. I had no idea. I was like, this is going to be a great conversation. We're going to talk about the business behind the business and the legal and all the things. Nope. It was like pulling teeth. So that was one I learned. Like there's a lot of stories. The second thing I learned is that I have to do a lot of research before the show to know that is this person going to be able to articulate in a way that makes them look good? Because what most people think is that we're the television show host. We're just there and, and we always look good and it's our job to, to look good and to whatever. No, your job as a television show host or even a podcast host is to make your guests look amazing. Yeah. My job is to position these business owners as experts and authorities in their space and to really show them off in the greatest light. That's my job. Their job is to give the real story behind the business. And like, one of the things I like to ask is on the day you wanted to throw in the towel, how were you able to pick yourself up and keep going? Because the reality is most business owners, we have 315 bad days a year. So mm. how do we keep going when it's really challenging and beginner entrepreneurs or baby, and I call them baby entrepreneurs. And I know they're not babies and I know it's not politically correct, but the reality is when I started, I felt like I was a baby because I had a lot to learn in business because yeah. we go into business, we go into business because we know we're awesome at what we do, yeah. but we don't know that, oh, I worked in corporate or, oh, I did this and I was really good at this. All of a sudden, when you're in business, you are IT and customer service and marketing and sales and client fulfillment and, you know, the complaint hotline were all the things. And so, you know, there's a lot to learn. And so when, when people need to, are, are in that learning space, they need to hear from successful business owners who are doing the thing that we have the same challenges, mm. right? And so, Asking that question in a way that it makes other people look good, that was a learning curve for me. I had to learn how to get the right positioning for them so it didn't make them look bad that they were sharing vulnerably and it allowed everyone watching to engage with them. So there's just, just so many examples of things I had to learn. And um, long story short, I rebranded to Power CEOs, the truth behind the business, because now I'm getting uh, $100 millionaire, uh, $100 million businesses billion dollar businesses that are like they're coming on the show. So I'm able to rebrand to a more powerful thing. I'm getting one to 2 million views across all the formats. Like it has been a building process, yeah. you know? And, and so like, when you look at television, it's not all the, all the glory. It's not just, Hey, I'm a pretty face or I'm a whatever you want to be, or it's a, you know, it's a, it's a celebrity thing. It really is about what is the value that you're bringing. And so, um, it, it's been a journey. 
and I accidentally fell into it, but it's been tremendous because I have been able to impact so many lives just by showing up and, and yeah, it's hard, but it's worth it. Mm. Brilliant. And how do you, you know, you talked about a number of things like, you know, the tough interviews, the finding guests, the, the, the right content. I mean, you know, all of that you've talked about as, as building, building muscles, I guess, you know, that's what I like to call it. You know, you just do a little thing and you learn from it and you go, mm, okay, let's not put those three together. <laughs> let's not have that on with that or whatever it is. And, and I think the other thing too is finding what you're, uh, being able to articulate what your proposition is. And you talked a little bit there about when we transition from one thing to the other. You know, I came from corporate to entrepreneur. And, you know, one of the big things is that I think when we're in a, in a company or employed or, or something like that, we're defined by that. And we have never, we have never really understood um, what our unique um you know, our unique stuff is, our brand is, our promise, you know, when you work with Kim or when you work with Jen, um, you know, what what do they promise? You, you know, um, I, I get often that I'm a safe space. You know, you had a mission to serve one million lives, uh, you know, to impact one million lives. You know, that's the promise. Um, and I don't think we, we, are, we ever really have that when we're surrounded by a whole lot of other stuff. Do you agree? Or did you think you always had this and just it got sharper when you transitioned? Um, no, I think that my, my, so, so you're actually talking about my mission as a human being too, mm. right? As mm. a human being. And that has evolved as I have evolved in business and my mission to impact a million lives. Like that's a reality. Now I can impact a million lives every single year. Yeah. Right. And so that evolved with time. And, and when I was doing the show, I can't just step on the show and say, I want to impact a million lives. Like that's why I'm here. So you have to be able to understand what you want and your mission and your purpose and articulate it to the person you want to serve in the way that they understand. So the way I position it and I tweaked it a little, and I worked with it a little in, in the beginning, and, and it took me about three months to settle on it. But I open my shows with it now, and that's the what's in it for the person across the table. And it's in alignment with my mission, but I don't say, oh, I want to impact because that's all about me. What mm. I do is I say, you know, something that I believe to be true is that iron sharpens iron. And when we, the successful entrepreneurs in our world, band together, when we come together and share what's working in our business and what's not, what's working in our lives and what's not, then you get the best. You can take those gems and implement it every step of the way, a little bit at a time. And it elevates everyone because I believe, I truly do believe that small business and entrepreneurs are the lifeblood of our communities. And when we elevate, the ripple effect impacts not only our businesses, our teams and our clients, but it also impacts our families, our communities and our world. And so that's how we're able to have a bigger impact in the world. And I truly believe that entrepreneurs go into business because they want to have an impact on their local community or their global community. We want to have a meaningful impact on the world that we serve. We want to leave it better than what we found it. And I know that the people who watch the show and the people who I coach or the people who are on Odyssey Now TV, they want to leave an impact. They want to leave the world a little better than, than what they found it. And I learned that by polling and by asking the question 
of my ideal clients and the people that I serve. Like, what is it that you need? And I crafted that brand message in that way because I could like, it's still authentically me. It's exactly in alignment with what I want to do. It's just articulated with the words that they need to hear. So I'm meeting where they are. And I know you, Kim, say this. You say you build a bridge. So, um, and if you guys listen to Kim, she's probably said this a bazillion times to you too. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly my coaching clients. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, but even in a conversation, you build bridges. Like if I just speak Jen speak, (laughs) which is completely authentically Jen, but you don't understand the jargon, then we're not actually communicating. I have to use your words and I have to meet you where you are um, so that we can have a meaningful conversation. And that's the only way to really build relationships. And so um, it required a lot on my part of reaching out when, and, and I encourage all my viewers, reach out to me. I want your feedback. What do you want to know? I mean, I've had since then, I've had shows that were entrepreneurial couples where they were either both in the same business or they were in separate businesses. Cause a lot of people were like, my husband's an entrepreneur and I'm an entrepreneur. How do we not kill each other? <laughs> Right? How do we stay married? Who gets um, the home office? Who gets the dining table? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things that go into it, you know, and through pandemic, a lot of things have changed. Like, uh, so I have shows based off the feedback of the people and it's about always listening because now I have more viewers, but that means that now I have to deliver at an even higher level. So I'm continually evolving. I never make it like I'm always evolving, you know? And, and so how do you deal with controversy? How do you deal with conflict? Like there's different topics that we've incorporated in and I've secured the experts who can speak to those topics based off of the feedback. And it's a continual loop, just like in any other business, Mm. because to me, even though I'm not making money off of viewers um, immediately, like really television is about brand credibility. It's about authority. I'm the authority in business coaching. Why? Because I bring the experts to the table to talk to you. And I'm the one who knows all the experts and can bring them together. Mm. So experts go to the authority. Yeah. And television gives you a level level of celebrity and celebrity authority is the top level of the tier. When you think about brand credibility from a from an expertise standpoint. And so um, did that answer your question? Yes, probably answered several, actually. Uh, (laughs) It was brilliant. Sorry, I do talk a lot. I do not, sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Look, you're on a podcast. Your job is to talk. It's about the guest. Um, (laughs) And I promise I will make you look good. That is my job here. I will make you look good to the detriment of myself. Um, (laughs) I love also, I know you didn't mention it there. You talked about the iron sharpens iron and you do say that at the start of the show. But the other thing I really love is the strap line of the show, which is the truth behind the business. (laughs) And you talked really early on um, in your recovering perfectionist introduction about that, um, that willingness to be vulnerable, that willingness to fail and to talk about our failures, to talk about the fact that it didn't quite work out, um, to think about, oh, okay, so what could I do differently? Who could I ask? Who, who does the kind of thing really successfully that I want to do in my business? Let's go and ask a question and find out and all of that sort of thing. So um, was, was the truth behind the business something that was always there for you as well? Or did that emerge as a as a strap line. So I will tell you that the, the vision of it and what I wanted to deliver, that was always there. It was not the, we call it a tagline here in the United States. Oh, sorry. Strap line. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's really funny. I I've learned because I do international business, the difference in terminology. Yeah. And if your guests are not 
there. You know, it's just yeah. something as a tagline here in the US. Um, so it was my coach, one of my coaches, by the way, I have, I have seven coaches. And at the time when I started the show, I had six. I asked every one of my coaches, should I do this? And one of them said, I don't know that you need this for your brand because you already have this established. And you have to ask yourself is, how are you going to leverage this? How are you going to make sure that the time is spent in a way that you're still building your businesses because it's going to detract from something. So how are you going to put that in? Right. So that's something that's very important if you're thinking about, and I think you have to do this with podcasting too. I'm sure you've shared this with your, with your audience. And so when you add something, you have to ask, what am I going to take away or how is this going to implement everything? And how does it fit into overarching strategy I have for my business, my brand, my businesses, my, whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and so, um, it wasn't really keen on me saying yes to this opportunity because we didn't know maybe events came back and events really, really were good for my business and my bottom line. Whereas a television show, a television show, don't think that you're going to have an immediate impact. Television is about credibility, building expertise, building authority. And yes, it comes, but it takes consistency <laughs> like everything else. It takes yeah. consistently showing up and delivering on your brand promise, right? So I was delivering on this, so to speak, brand promise. And then that same coach who said, are you sure you really want to do this? I'm not sure I would recommend this for you at this stage in your career. Cause I already had other appearances and things. I already had all the credibility and the leverage. Um, but I said, yes, anyway, um, that same coach had me rebrand to put that, the truth behind the business. In fact, he is why I've rebranded to power CEOs, the truth behind the business, because when CEO Mondays with Jen, it had a more casual feel and that's how I wanted it. It was a coffee conversation when it started getting higher level celebrities on the show, um, and, in real intense business individuals, the name was a put off. So he helped me formulate. CE, uh, power CEOs, the truth behind the business. Mm. And so that tagline came about this year, um, this January, we rebranded with it. He gave it to me, um, in December in our December top one, um, coaching mastermind, and I've rebranded it. And so the other part of it is I have a follow-up that I'm doing a deeper dive with the people who have the best ratings or the best feedback on the show. I'm going back and retargeting them and having a deeper conversation like this, and putting together content that I'm going to roll out and I'm, and I am rolling out, um, on, uh, in podcast format in a separate podcast. Um, and I'm putting it on my Odyssey now TV channel, which is kind of, you know, like a Netflix or a prime of coaching, if you will. Um, so it's become a, a deeper brand strategy. So I didn't just start with it. I started with the premise, but the, the tagline itself came about because of coaching. And if you're listening to this and you don't have a coach, I'm going to tell you that you're doing it wrong mm. because none of us has um, the ability to have a complete objective 40,000 foot bird's eye view of ourselves and our businesses. We're in it. We have projectized even for only working on the business. Like if we own the business, cause I do, I have a couple of businesses that I own and I don't do any of the day to day. I simply, you know, handle the money and, and sit on the board and whatever. Um, but it doesn't matter whether we're doing the work and we're a solopreneur and we're just starting or we own multiple businesses. It's very important that we have somebody else to look at it because no matter what, we are always like, we can't be completely emotionally detached from the things that we're doing and we get project eyes. Yeah. You know, we get project eyes. And so having that objective perspective from somebody who's been there, done that and, and been successful at it 
is so incredibly important. And why do I have seven? Because all of them bring something different. Mm. You know, I mean, like it's, it's very, very important. And, and I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't have coaches and mentors along the way. Back when I started in sports medicine, I had mentors. They didn't have business coaches in the nineties. Um, it wasn't really a thing, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, we had consultants and we had mentors that we paid in order to get ahead. So, you know, I think that, and you said that earlier, Kim, in the show, you said, it's very important to find the people that are ahead of you and surround yourself by those people and invest in yourself because it collapses the time and helps you get to where you want to be a lot more, a lot more swiftly yeah I couldn't agree more I mean you know uh, listeners who um, are regular to building brand you will know that you know I'm coming up to three and a half years as an entrepreneur and I basically left corporate life and took a leap you know there was no plan I just sort of had a gap year and then went out to look for a job again and you know sat up one day and went oh the Kim Shape Box doesn't exist out there in a company I'm gonna have to build it ah <laughs> two months later I started my business so um, I you know I've been through all of those you know who am I what is my promise what is my lane what is my all of that um, and that's why I love um, working with with you know, people who are looking to transition because I've been through all of that and I understand how difficult that is. But uh, from even before I made that decision, I had been um, uh, involved in, um, uh, you know, a whole lot of networks around um, and coaching around um, property, um, but also um, around um, business coaching, same um, same organisation as you, Jen. And, and the access to... To people I didn't know what I didn't know you know like what was I going to do and I think it's that um that space to to just soak it up to listen to others to learn um I also um made sure that I was in that community regularly so it wasn't just a once a year thing but every two months I was showing up to a mastermind of some description somewhere in the world because it made me think about okay so what am I going to do in the next one and a half to two months Um, and then what new questions will I have and then what new questions will I have so I wanted to make sure I was taking stuff away putting it in action which we've talked about and and learning something sometimes I didn't know what I was going to learn. I just sort of did stuff and thought, hmm, okay, that seemed to work. Uh, and that didn't, uh, I wonder why that is. And that's how the growth has been. And all the way through, I've had, you know, um, you know, some coaches were really instrumental at the start, you know, they were really important, uh, you know, as a particular one, you know, I'm a, um, a marketer that I spent my whole career in marketing and innovation and strategy. So, you know, I came out and kind of went, you know, what's wrong with me? Why can't I find my niche? Why can't I find my brand? All that, you know, I I asked the questions, everybody asked me. And there was one particular coach who is like a marketing guru. And he was so great. It was almost like I found a bit of a a bit of a soulmate as a as a coach and a mentor, because he was doing stuff um, and, and running, you know, a couple of different businesses and coaching and all that sort of thing. And I thought, well, that's where I want to go. And he speaks my language. So I feel like I can ask the questions of him that that I'm stuck with or take advice from someone who's been successful doing what I want to do. So there's lots of people that will give you advice on stuff you don't want to do. (laughs) Or that they haven't been successful in. Exactly. Exactly. So I, it's one of my things for this year. It was for last year as well, but um, one of my um, particular goals is um, to, to ask the people for advice who've actually done it and been successful at it. 
and I'm quite going to be quite ruthless about that this year. Um, I will be gentle with you if you're not, but you know, but I think there's something so powerful about surrounding yourself with others and just, and being coachable, I think is one of the biggest gifts we can give ourselves. It's hard. We've talked about this before that sometimes it's really tough <laughs> to be coached and we don't want to. We dig our heels. And we don't like to listen to what they say because they always say the thing that we kind of know in the depths of our heart, but we don't pay attention to. Exactly. <laughs> and we don't really want to do it because we're kind of comfortable where we are. And that would take a huge shift and a bit of courage and all of those sorts of things. So, yeah. Um, so going back to the TV show, which is where you never plan to go, but um, I think was a great <laughs> foil for your recovering perfectionism, um, learning as you went. So you, um, so what um, what job does it do for your business now? So you talked about that it's built your credibility and authority and all of that sort of thing. So what role does it play in uh, in your business portfolio and in your life now? What purpose does it serve? So that's a that's a really good question. It has it's actually multifaceted. I have a multifaceted approach. So um, having a TV show, TV show is great, but if you don't leverage it then it's pointless because it doesn't convert to dollars. Um, and in business, you know, I, I hate to put the, put this out there. I really don't. It's the truth. But if you're not making money in your business, you don't have a business. So every decision that you make has to ultimately fuel your business. Money is the lifeblood of the business. If you don't have it, you don't have a successful business. And so I had to really think about how I wanted to move this. And the answer has shifted in the beginning it was a challenge. And I love a challenge. I love a challenge. I hated the idea of being on TV, but then once I saw how hard it was to navigate through getting guests and making sure the message was right. And every now and then there's a guest who you've vetted fully and they do something that you really have to do a lot of damage control while you're live on the show to, you know, make sure because they're sales pitching or something, which is not the purpose. Um, so there's a lot of redirection. And so it was a challenge in the beginning but the, the goal for it was to build my brand authority and credibility and um, in the business coaching space by adding value. Um, and I also leveraged it for my clients. So remember I said I had like a kind of a startup or a first few years of business than somebody who was in scale. Well, those are my two avatars, business startups and people who are hitting their first level of scale going from, you know, five to six, six to seven, seven to eight figure revenue businesses. So I, I had a position for them. And on each show, um, as part of my client package, my concierge package, if you were a one-on-one -on -one concierge client of mine, I would give you a branding opportunity and a credibility opportunity to be on my show with a very successful entrepreneur, which helps by like branding by association, you're a brand specialist. So you, you know, all these things, I'm sure you've talked about this on other shows. So I looked at it as leverage and value add to my high-end clients. In addition to being able to serve those who maybe weren't ready, were thinking about it or were stuck and couldn't quite afford a coach at the beginning, right? So it kind of was that. What it has evolved to with Power CEOs is now I'm leveraging my television show to get in rooms with people I want to meet and add value to them, right? So I wanted to build a, a, relate, a stronger relationship with you after we met at a mastermind. Um, I'd seen you a few times. I think we'd bumped into each other, but we finally had a conversation. And so of course, I, the first thing I asked you is come on my show. Why? Because it's a value add. And if, if for those of you who don't know, if you've never been on television, you have to pay to get on television your first time most of the times if it's going to be anything worthwhile. 
<laughs> like you can then like there's a like little bit money things for branding or like you can do a press release it's not the same as actually having you know the ability to take that clip and have the unrestricted access and all you have to pay a pretty penny to be able to do that with unrestricted access and so I was able to offer that to you without any cost to you right mm. and you have access to all of my viewers and anybody who then sees it on the podcast because it's not just the television show it rolls out in radio format it's a multi-market it's in multi-countries and then it goes out into podcasts and then it goes on to odyssey now tv which is my subscription which is already qualified buyers right so it's a huge value add to leverage relationships so that's kind of what i am using it for now and of course it's a call to action because my commercial is one of the promotions and, and here's a secret as a television show host, you get to choose whose sponsors you have a lot of times and you help, you, you help get sponsors because, you know, I don't want something that's completely out of alignment with my brand to be um, on the commercial in my show. So you kind of have a little bit, if you negotiate it on the front end with the channel that you're doing your show on, you have a little bit of wiggle room and, and influence over who gets to promote in your show. Um, but you have to negotiate it up front. It's very clear. And the other thing, and we didn't talk about this earlier, you want to negotiate the rights to your show. You don't want somebody to be dictating to you what you're going to say or what brand vision. Like that was very important to me. Um, and I have actually recently been asked by a major, by one of the major four to move into their format, but I don't have creative license over my show if I do that. So that's always an easy no for me, a boundary I set because mm. if I don't have creative license and they want me to set a, a specific message or bring a specific person on that would not be in alignment with my brand, I would have to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a little caveat, but um, so long story short, the what I've done, done with my show and how it fits in my portfolio for my businesses has changed, but now it's more about building relationships. I still do bring my clients on. Um, for leverage. So that piece is still there, but it's really more targeted so that I could build relationships with people that I want to get to know by adding value to them. Yeah. That's and I tell, I tell you, everybody, it was one of the fastest yeses I ever said. She didn't even get to tell me all the other stuff she's just told you. She said, you want to be in my TV show? I went, yes. <laughs> because I because the thing is, is that, um, and we talk about it all the time, it's about you've got to show up. And you said those exact words really early on in our conversation. Um, you've got to show up. You can't manufacture your, your brand and your business in the back room. You have to step forward and show up because your brand exists in the world of others. It does not, it, it, if it's just in your head, it is not a brand. Your brand is what other people expect from you um, and know about you. So, um, yeah, so I'm always a yes. Someone goes, do you want to be on a product? I say yes. And then I go and listen to it and go, right, how am I going to make this work <laughs> <laughs> some are easy, some are not. Um, and I know um, you're at a stage, um, Jen, you're a bit more particular about who you say yes to. But, you know. I'm I definitely am. Like, I, yeah. I do very few podcasts these days. Yeah. I said yeah. yes to you because we're very aligned and yeah. um, we've done some things together and I hope to continue to do some things together. So Absolutely. when you say yes to a television spot, also be strategic about it. If you're, a bit, if you're a baby business owner and you're just building your business, you have to say yes to a lot of things. Yeah. But then the boundaries come after you've hit the level of success. And, and like, I own seven businesses. Yeah. So I have to be very, very um curated with my time and so I mm. say yes to very few things yeah yeah well I'm glad you said yes to us thanks <laughs> so much um, you're in so alignment with my mission vision purpose as a human being and as a brand absolutely absolutely right <laughs> you. um you'll you'll see it um the 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 Jen and Kim show coming your way soon um <laughs> 
You just never know. We are the new Burton Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, which one am I? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We can work that out later. Um, okay, so um, <laughs> I don't look good in yellow. <laughs> Sorry, do you? I don't look good in yellow. Oh, okay, I can pull yellow off. You know, <laughs> great with vertical, uh, you know, horizontal stripes. But anyway, we can <laughs> we can work on that. Um, so, what's coming up for you, Jen? I mean, you've just mentioned you have seven businesses. You've got um, stuff happening all over the place. Um, I know you, so I know that about you. So, what what? your you know what's coming up for you in 2020 what are you working on what's your priority um first off we're in 2022 my dear what did I say 2021 you said 2020 (laughs) oh my goodness I think I left off the two I was so excited to get to the question so (laughs) what are you up to what are you up to in 2022 Jen (laughs) yeah so um Odyssey now TV is really, it has been in beta. We, because for those of you who don't know, if you're going to have something and it's going to be abject or even on demand, um, there's a lot that goes into the tech side build out. There's a lot that goes into your beta. You don't want to roll something out to the public who doesn't know you and it have all the bugs and things in it. Now, those are, there's always upgrades to technology and things are constant, constantly changing, but we launched Odyssey Now TV in August of 2021 only to a select few friends and family who no matter what it was like, we knew we would get real feedback from. And so we've been beta testing, beta testing, and we are still in that, in that kind of phase, but we are hard launching that um, and starting to put some marketing behind it in the next two months. So that's really huge. I'm really excited about it because we're curating content and we're bringing coaching into everybody's home basically. Um, And you can at any device, anytime you want on demand, have personal professional coaching, um, accessible content for you. So that's one of the big things. And it really comes, that's, that's a passion project for mine, for me. And I made the decision because it's very expensive to develop something like this. It's not cheap. (laughs) Data (laughs) is not cheap. The tech build out is not cheap. Um, so a lot of thought went into the decision to do this and it came from the, I want to impact a million lives every year. And if I can up-level that, I'm going to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I partnered actually with a couple of people in the UK. Um, I have partners in the US and the UK. And we are are putting this out. So that rollout is coming out. And that's odysseynow.tv if anybody wants to check it out. You can actually subscribe to it. Um, it's like $10 a month. It's a cup of Starbucks coffee, like I said. Um, and so we're building out that content and we're taking all the content and we're the new content providers are rolling out. So that's one thing, but the real thing that, um, is a surprise. And we were talking about this before the show, Kim is I used to do, um, a lot of coaching on boundaries. It's what my book is on. It's I'm the boundaries queen. And, in the last two months with everything that's going on in the world on the legs of the pandemic and all the shifting, um, in all my client sessions, boundaries has been coming up. And not only that, my business partners are overwhelmed, a lot of overwhelm, a lot of anxiety, fear, resentment coming up. And that usually those are, those are associated with a lack of boundaries. So I decided to launch a boundaries course for those people in my circle who I already serve. And the response was overwhelming. And we had our first session last night and the feedback since is better than what I had years ago when it was my core business. So I know that now is the time to reintroduce that because I think we've just been in a world of change and so much is happening. We need to make choices because even let's talk about the inflation economically, 
supply um, and, and goods cost more, our revenues are going down because our clients are choosing not just between us and our typical competitors, they're choosing between us and the groceries or us and fuel in their car right now because costs are out and they don't know. There's so much unknown. Mm. And so um, to me, boundaries comes into that. And so I'm going to launch, I'm going to go back to launching that in group and one-on-one format in my business again, which I've kind of let go a little bit in favor of the business because there's just such a tremendous need. So that's, what's new for me right now. And, and that if you're listening and you're an entrepreneur, we have to constantly have our finger on the pulse of what our people need. And for the longest time, our people needed just, they needed sales and they needed marketing. And I mean, all those people continue to come to me, but what they need more is to know where to spend their time, where to spend their money so that they can be most successful in their business and life, whatever that means to them. And yeah. so um, I'm actually live, right? You're hearing it. This is like breaking news. Um, <laughs> it's a pivot right now because it is such a need. And I have the gift and I have the team and we have the proven results and we've been doing it. We've done it so much for so many people. So that's, that's what I'm rolling back out. I'll probably tweak my book and relaunch it on Amazon again, because of mm. course, you know, it launched before the pandemic. So boundaries, I could put a whole, you know, hybrid work and work-life integration and that into the, into um, the book now, which I didn't have before. So I'll probably be doing that. So look for mm. that later on. This yes, year. absolutely. If you've got a little um, link, we'll put, all, we'll put all of your links in the show notes. So Odyssey Now TV and, um, and the book and, and anything else um, that you might be interested in sharing with our listeners. But I think, yeah, I think boundaries are critical. Um, a lot of the coaching that I do um, is helping them to set structures around mm-hmm. boundaries. Yeah, so, so as you're transitioning, usually you've got your either your day job or something full time and you're trying to do something else and you're trying to like shoehorn it in. So I think we're, we're talking about sort of the same coin, just opposite sides, you know, there's boundaries and then there's actually how do you act actually get that done and not overwhelm yourself and burn out, which you mentioned before, you know, that's, that can be quite common, particularly in early entrepreneurs, early stage entrepreneurs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds very exciting. You heard it here first, people. Boundaries. <laughs> Boundaries by Jen Godet is coming to you soon. The book is over my dead body, the art of saying no. And it's oh, actually- lovely. Excellent. That's <laughs> I love this. I love this. And again, we will put that in the show notes so that people can can go and um, and get that and read it before they even you know come and do boundaries with you with you. Um, so we've been talking um, for quite some time now, Jen. So um, we've talked about all sorts of different things. Um, you know, we've talked specifically about the TV show, but I think you know we've also talked about you know your purpose, your your sort of personal. Um, journey and some of your philosophies. Um, I love the whole um, recovering perfectionist thing. I think there are a lot of us out there. It should be an avatar for some business. Um, but <laughs> are there know, psychodemographics for that, Miss Marketing Queen? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's find out, shall we? Um, I love that. There's a, a recovering perfectionist avatar in the world. We, are we going to work on that? Um, so one of the things I always ask our, our expert guests is, um, is there sort of just one nugget that you'd like to leave with building brand new listeners today that they could take away and implement today? Absolutely. And there's actually two that I want to bring. And one is a quote. Okay. Mm-hmm. So focus is about saying no. That's Steve Jobs. 
It's actually my book. If you read my book. Um, and so you just said overwhelm and, and that with your audience. So that's why like this, this isn't what I like, this isn't what I normally share, but if you are overwhelmed, overwhelm is simply attempting to solve too many problems at the same time. Focus is about saying no, the cure to overwhelm is to tackle one thing at a time. So if you are in overwhelm or if you have a lot going on and you're not seeming to get things done, I recommend you set your priorities. What is the absolute top priority? Break it into bite-sized chunks and take action today. Not tomorrow, not next week, right now. Like listening here, what is your top priority that you need to get done? And if you're in business, what is your revenue generating? priority. If you're just starting, like, how are you going to get your quickest path to revenue? That's important. You need to have revenue to have a business. Um, so what is your top priority in business or in life? Break it into a bite-sized chunk and take action on the first step and don't wait. Mm. This is a five, four, three, two, one, just do it scenario. Because the reality is, is if you wait, then this is just another podcast that you were listening to. I was just another guest and you're going to be exactly the same tomorrow as you were today. And that's not why I'm on here. I'm here because I believe in impacting lives and changing lives. And that starts with you taking action on one thing you heard today, one thing that's your next best step forward and doing it right now. Um, so I think, I think that was, that's the most appropriate way to kind of end this. Um, but if you want to get in, into television or you want to know the path to that, um, or you'd like to learn more, you can always reach out to me. Brilliant. And how would people do that? Like, where do they find you? I mean, we'll put all your links in the show notes, but do you have a particular preference for how people get in touch with you? Um, I, I would say the absolute, my preference is for you to go to my website. Um, that's uh, HTTPS, you know, colon, backslash, 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 Jen Godet, coaching.com, J-E-N-G-A-U-D-E-T-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G.com. Um, because if you click contact me, you can put something in there. You don't have to book a consultation or any of the things, but that goes directly to my inbox. Um, and so I will actually see that. I used to have it a zero inbox where other people saw it, but I want to see who's coming in and on my show, when people give me feedback, it goes to that. I, I direct them there. So um, that's kind of how I take my feedback and how I'm, I'm best reached and, and we can set up a time to have a conversation. Brilliant. Well, Jen, there's only really one more thing for me to say, and that's to thank you for just being so, so generous and open and vulnerable as well during our conversation for kind of, you know, giving us a little peek behind the curtains of, you know, not just your life, but the TV show and all that sort of thing. And um, it has been brilliant to have you on the show. You've got such a great energy, and I'm really looking forward to seeing um, what may transpire when our energies collide and we, you know, create even more together but thank you so much for for spending the time um, with both me and um, the listeners today it was an absolute pleasure I always enjoy speaking with you and and I hope that the listeners had something that they could take away today because that's truly why we're here it is it is and on that note listeners thank you for joining us uh, today uh, we'll be back next week so speak to you soon thank you for listening to the building brand new podcast I'm Kim Hamer, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. For all the latest news and special offers, hot tips, and exclusive content, you can also become a member of the Building Brand You Facebook group. 
just type Building Brand New into the Facebook search box and request to join. And if you want to unlock your reputation, your results and your impact right away, our new program, The Vice Squad, is now live. You'll find the link to find out more and to register your place in the show notes. I help people to accelerate their success by unlocking their greatest asset. If you'd like to find out more, please book in for a free 20-minute coaching call at calendly.com forward slash Kim Hamer forward slash BBY chat. Accelerate your results by unlocking your greatest asset, you.